When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode of 20 Questions on Deadline was recorded prior to the SAG-AFTRA strike. This is 20 Questions on Deadline and I'm Antonia Blythe, Senior Awards Editor. My guest this week is Jessica Chastain. Earlier this year, she won a SAG Award for her role of country music legend Tammy Wynette in Showtime's six-part series, George and Tammy, about the relationship between Tammy Wynette and George Jones, who's played by Michael Shannon. Chastain won an Oscar in 2022 for her role of Tammy Faye Baker in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and she was recently nominated for a Tony Award for her work in Jamie Lloyd's Broadway revival of A Doll's House. She also has her production company, Freckle Films. Jessica Chastain, welcome to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's lovely to see you. And you're in LA right now because you've been here uh, for a premiere. We were just chatting before the show. Yeah. I'm, my very good friends, um, Andy and Barbara Muschietti, uh, had their movie premiere last night and invited me. And so I jumped on a plane 730 in the morning the day after the Tonys and got here and, and supported and that's the flash, right? That you saw last yeah, night. The flash. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It was yeah, they did such a great job. Oh, awesome. So congratulations on your Tony nomination for a doll's house. Thank you. Thank you. It's a big deal. I mean, the play was such a feat and so unexpected for Broadway. I mean, it's it really felt like being part of an art piece, what Jamie Lloyd did. So it was really very, very special to celebrate. It was kind of a reimagining in a way. Like, uh, can you describe the the way that he, he set it up? It was different. Yeah, it was quite minimalist, and um, yeah, I, it's hard to explain because he really, you know, took away all of the props that an actor normally usually has, all the the tools that you get to tell a story, be props and set and costume, uh, and sometimes even scene partners, and really like put a lot of the storytelling, um, it was it was kind of relentless in like the demand of like uh, on the actors to tell the story from, a lot of it I, I spend in a chair facing the audience, um, which was quite demanding, but also incredibly rewarding. Yeah, that sounds intense, an intense experience. Um, so to talk about George and Tammy, um, I know that Josh Brolin, I think, was the one that first suggested this idea. Is that correct? Yeah. So Josh uh, approached me at the Golden Globes 
more than a decade ago. I think it was, it was the first time I was there. That's for sure. The first time I'd ever been invited. And here's a movie star <laughs> coming up to me and telling me, Hey, have you ever thought about playing Tammy Wynette? And I was like, no, I never thought about it in the past, but yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. And um, so thus began my 10 year research of her uh, with many iterations of the project. It was going to be a film first. We had different directors attached, different actors attached. And I really was a constant. Um, and when it became a mini series, it just, everything happens the way it's supposed to, because it really felt like, well, this is how we're going to tell all that story, especially when there's 30 songs, you know, this is how we, now we can really see the songs and see the performances within them and, and explore it that way. So yeah, it's, it's been a long time in the making. Mm. How did you feel approaching the songs? I mean, Tammy is such an iconic sound. Um, I know you've spoken a little bit about this before, but actually the difficulty of capturing who she, the essence of who she was uh, orally, how was that? I wore, it was, it was tough. I mean, I worked with, um, uh, Liz Hemmelstein on the accent and the speaking voice because her voice is so different than mine. And I had also just done the, the eyes of Tammy Faye, which that was like one side of my voice that was pitched so high. And then, you know, Tammy Wynette is pitched so low, um, so I worked with that. And then I also worked with Ron Browning, um, who's an amazing vocal coach from Nashville. And he, there was a, like a, a year of training with him before we started shooting and, and singing the songs. Uh, it was never, they never wanted it to be and in, in, you know, T-Bone Burnett was like a consultant on it. And, and I worked with him a bit and it was very clear to me. They, made it very clear to me they never wanted it to found, sound like mimicry because if it's mimicry then it's like why just lip sync you know what I mean it needed to sound like it was being you know like there was a there was something authentic and new to it um and also no one can mimic Tammy Wynette exactly the way she is there's a reason why that's an a, iconic voice um but yeah it was it was a lot of work that went into it but very fun and very rewarding and Michael Shannon, obviously, you've worked with him before um, in the Jeff Nichols film, Take Shelter. Yes, Take Shelter. Did that help that you had that previous connection? So you have to kind of portray these very intense lovers in this show. Yeah, what really helps with it is, is I knew the demands, especially when I realized we were going to be singing on set, because that I didn't understand. I thought it was going to be a normal situation, which a normal situation is you do pre-records and then you lip sync when you get to set. And when I realized, oh no, we're, the mics are all set up that we're doing live singing. I just can't even imagine doing it with anyone else because I had so much trust, you know, and, and, uh, we, we, worked together on it for a really long time with Ron. I just felt so safe and I trusted him. Um, and that part, you know, that, that friendship and that love and that sense of, of it's going to be okay. You know, we're going to, it's, yeah, I just can't imagine like meeting someone on the first day and be like, Hey, nice to meet you. Let's go make this show feels like an insurmountable feat. Um, but when you're, when you, when there's someone who like, I know he's, he's, 
loves music and he's a musician. He plays guitar. Like all of these things felt like it was all lining up to, to make sense for the pairing. Tammy Wynette is, is this really fascinating character. Um, I think, you know, Hillary Clinton called her a doormat, but it's so mm. unfair because in some ways I think, and correct me if I'm completely wrong, but I feel like she sang songs like Stand By Your Man as a sort of um, antidote to what might have been said about her because she had been separated and divorced and and I think that at a time when that might have been looked upon negatively, she almost came out fighting. Yeah, it's really interesting. You look at um, Tammy Wynette, you look at Loretta Lynn, and you think about the things that they sang about. I mean, Tammy Wynette sang Stand By Your Man, um, which I've come now to realize after re- reading what she's talked about, you know, what the song means to her. I mean, many people can t- interpret anything the way they think it is. What it meant to her was that you can forgive some. It's about forgiveness. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a doormat, you know, standing by someone what in an unhealthy situation. Tammy was married for five times. You know, she like really was not the poster child for what, or a poster woman of what the, the, a female singer should have been in order to be accepted. That was Loretta Lynn. I mean, Loretta Lynn, um, was married to the same man for a really long time, but then, so that meant she got to sing about, you know, don't come home and drink in with loving on your mind. She got to sing about really important issues. Like she sang about birth control. She sang about marital rape you know like there's a lot of things that Loretta Lynn was really out there with her music and she had the opposite kind of life and um Tammy Wynette had like an out there life and was really kind of contained in her music in terms of what the morales was of, of women and I find that really interesting to be like okay who is, who is this woman and what does she have to be in order to be palatable to the men around her? And so what is the line she's going to have to walk? And that's, um, that's what I found so dynamic and exciting when exploring Tammy. Mm, Yeah, it's fascinating. And I mean, who doesn't love that song? God, I've loved it since I was a little kid. Stand by your man. Yeah. She's just, I know it's a great song. song actually. Yeah. I don't like that there's like this negative aspersion thrown on what was mm. it because it's actually such a great song. Well, I think a lot of feminist group took um, took that song as we don't want to be seen in this way that women are there to serve men. I think that that was the and and rightly so. You know, that's not a woman's job yeah. to make sure men feel good around them at all times, and they stand, you know. Uh, and the realities of, of Nashville in that time was was really terrible for women. It was terrible for Tammy. I mean, she showed up in Nashville. She was a divorced woman. She had three children. And I mean, what she went through, what she experienced, even trying to become a female singer in a time that really they, they weren't nice to female singers and they didn't really create space for women to have that kind of career. Uh, so... I I think that rightly so feminists were fighting for women, but had the wrong target. Tammy yeah. Wynette, it, she was an incredible person who really combated 
misogyny and um she kind of broke open a system to help other women and she was very helpful to other women uh so i i see her as as an icon even just for that for the path she she forged for other women to walk on yeah that's really well said i think that yeah she's the wrong target and it's it's unfair um because how about the target be the men yeah exactly let's not (laughs) (laughs) how about we stop blaming women yeah for (laughs) Uh, you know being victimized Um, so before we get into the 20 questions part of the podcast, I do want to ask you about what you have coming up next. Okay. Um, I know there's Mother's Instinct with Anne Hathaway, which you're mm-hmm. also producing. Can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? Yeah, it's based on a French film. Um, it's a thriller and a mystery. And um, I was very happy and excited to do it with Annie, who I love deeply and and she's a dear friend our families are friends uh children are friends so it was a a, an amazing experience um but i don't want to give too much away about the film because it is a mystery but yeah i look forward to to the uh, to audience seeing that i can't wait to see that one um and then you have memory with peter sarsgaard and i love this woman merit weber oh my god oh she's a genius Oh. oh my god i saw her do Uncle Vanya, she played um, Varya, I think that's the character's name, and Uncle Vanya, and uh, it was one of the most beautiful, heartbreaking performance I had ever seen, uh, and so yeah, yeah she, I, she's a genius, that girl. She's brilliant, brilliant. How was that? What can you tell us, if anything, about it? Oh, it was great. I mean, we made, the, it was very, it was super low budget, New York City, Um Merritt and I get to play sisters in the film. Uh, so we have a ton of scenes with each other. And I loved working with her. I love Peter. Uh, Michelle Franco, the director, is a true artist. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, I want to do lots of kinds of things. I'm happy to do huge space movies. And then I'm also happy to do plays. And I'm happy to do these, bio, you know, biopic miniseries and, you know, musicals. And and then these tiny, tiny films. So, it's uh, I have a great fortune of getting an opportunity to work on so many different projects. And you have your production company, Freckle Films, too, right? Yeah. And and they were involved with um, George and Tammy and Mother's Instinct and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Fantastic. Oh, and I have a podcast coming out. I don't you know do? if I'm allowed to. Yeah. It's called The Space Within. It's a narrative. Um uh yeah, like a series, an eight episode series thriller. Um, with Ellen Burstyn and Michael Stuhlbarg, Michael Shannon, Bobby Cannavale, Shea Wiggum. Uh, there's a lot of incredible actors in that as well. Okay, I'm going to watch out for that. Oh, I love this is. whole landscape of, of these, like, um, it's like a podcast play slash audible book. Yes. Oh, they're so good. I know it's 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 a it's a throwback in some sense to radio plays. Exactly, I, I love it, and I think that was a lost art, and now we've got I it agree. back. It's Thank so God. good. Yeah. Um, all right, are you ready to answer twenty questions? I am. Let's we may do not it. get through all twenty. Don't worry. Okay. All right. <laughs> With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. 
For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So you grew up in California and you went to Juilliard for yeah. acting on a Robin Williams funded scholarship, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when you first realized, I want to do this? I believe that yep. grandma took you to play or something. Yeah, my grandma took me to go see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when I was seven years old. I think it was the the Music Circus Theater. And um, there was a little girl on stage and my mom, my grandma said, these this is their job. It's their professional actors. And it was the first time I was like, oh, this is my job. It wasn't a sense of like, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. And I think probably because there was a little girl on stage, uh, it was just it was an immediate sense of this is what I am. So it was nice to get that way out of the way at seven years old. You realize, okay, no more questions about that. <laughs> I, I got love, it figured I out. I love that story. And I love hearing actors talk about that moment because sometimes it just feels almost like a sort of magic that happens. Mm-hmm. And you start to wonder about the experiences you have as a child. And if you had just been somewhere else, would it have yeah. come from a different experience? Or is it mm. the magic of that moment? seeing that person on stage it's hard to know I think I I mean I always think I would have it just it's the moment of when it would have been discovered mm. that it was something that it was possible to do I think I've I always had it in me um, because I've, I'm quite sensitive person and I can imagine things I have a huge imagination so I, I think once I realized it was a it was something I could do with qualities that are already existed inside of me it was kind of like a big sigh of relief. You were naturally a storyteller. I think so. I mean, I'm, I am a shy person, but I felt like I loved the idea of folding into other worlds. And I would do that in my imagination. Yeah. What about the characters in books or films and TV that really resonated for you when you were growing up? Wizard of Oz. I loved the Wizard of Oz. Um, I loved the Goonies. Were there specific characters that you felt were aligned with you? Uh, I think the lead character from the Goonies, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Um, the short I just love the idea of like, yeah, I think I love Sean Austin, is that his name? Sean Austin. Austin. Yeah. The little kid. Yeah. Josh like this Bright. idea, he was wanted to go save the house, yeah. save the you know, find the treasure. I think I really like was inspired by that. I loved that character too. Um, what about, have you ever been starstruck in your life? Oh, multiple times. I mean, I get starstruck super easy. I've been starstruck with Meryl Streep. Um, I get, I get really nervous. Oprah. Oh my God. I just started crying in front of Oprah, like an (laughs) idiot. Where where (laughs) did that happen? 
I think I was at an event for Interstellar and Anne Hathaway, Annie, um, introduced me to Oprah and I kind of, it wasn't a like thing I was expecting. It's like, I turned and then all of a sudden Annie and Oprah were there and I was like, <laughs> and I think the, I, one of the very first things I said to Oprah was you raised me, which is oh, so awkward, no, but I was like also crying. Crazy. It was so much that I threw at her very quickly. I, um, I have so much secondhand embarrassment. Oh, I think that's really sweet and really heartfelt. It sounds yeah. like, uh, what about the posters on your childhood bedroom walls? What were they? Oh, I used to get like the big bopper magazine. I think that's what it was called with all like the, the boys. So let's see who was on Corey Feldman, loved. Oh, yeah. uh, Joey McIntyre, new kids on the block um who else those two those were my like i was obsessed oh no Corey haim it was Corey haim uh, Corey haim in, in the lost boys, boys. yes yeah that sounds that, like oh i still think about it so good that movie's great it holds up so but he good. was so, him and lucas him mm -hmm. and the lost boys um yeah it was amazing mm. He was in License to Drive, right? Yes, I loved that. Oh, and at the end, he goes, I got a Mercedes. Because <laughs> I think the girl's name was Mercedes. I, yeah, I had such a crush on him. Yeah, me too. Um, what about the first movie you ever saw in the theater? I think it was. It's either The Goonies or it was like one of the Indiana Jones movies. Um something tells me it was the Goonies. I don't remember what year that movie came out. <clears throat> off the top of my head. Yeah, but um, I saw that. I remember I remember the experience of watching the Goonies in the theater. I remember watching Indiana Jones. I remember watching Aladdin in the theater. Um, the Robin Williams one. Oh, so good. I don't think I saw that in the theater. I think... I think my mum snuck me into the Empire Strikes Back or something. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Which I, amazing. I don't know. Little little kids were allowed to watch that. Uh, oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Is that the one with the heart? I remember that's the one I went and saw where it was like, bub, 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 and it oh, takes no, the heart. That's, that's um, are you talking about Temple of Doom? The Temple of Doom, yeah. That was the Temple of Doom. When yeah, that, that is really gory. Yeah, I know. I remember being in the theater thinking like, why am I allowed to watch this? Yeah, they lower them into a pit of fire. Yeah, so actually that would have been the first one because that was 1984 and the and Goonies were 1985. Yeah. So it would have been Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom was my first film. That was pretty full on. That's a full on yeah. film as a kid. I mean, brilliant. Love it, but gory. To a lot for a kid. Yeah. I think because there was a kid in the movie. Do you yeah. remember? People are like, oh, it's a kid. They're like, that's fine. There's a kid in there. <laughs> Yeah, who is uh, now amazing actor. I know. Yeah, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so what is your greatest fear? And this could be life, career, anything you want. Hmm. My greatest fear? Um... I guess, I don't know, something with my family, probably my kids. Yeah. Uh, a sense that, yeah, I couldn't do enough for 
you know, in, in some way. Mm. What about the advice you would give to your younger self? Uh, the advice I would give to my younger self would probably, I'd probably just say it's going to be okay. Like, don't worry as much. Everything's going to be okay. This too will pass. Is there something big you wish you'd done, but you haven't yet? I feel like I've done everything. <laughs> I've been so lucky. Um, I mean, there's beautiful things that I look forward to doing. Like I look forward to seeing you know, my kids at graduation, I look forward to being a grandparent someday. And, you know, those to me are like the really important things that mm -hmm. I just have to be patient for. Um, in terms of my career, I don't, I feel like I'm, I don't, I never have a plan of like, oh, I haven't done this, I need to do this. Or, you know, I kind of just go, well, well, what is in front of me? I'm very kind of in the moment in that way. Uh, but yeah, I think that the big things that I haven't done yet are all things that I have to be very patient for. What about what's a talent that you would most like to have, but you don't think you do have it? Oh my God, it would be amazing to be able to speak like 10 languages. Oh, yeah. I Language to me is so important. And I grew up in a family without other languages. And um, my kids are learning a lot of languages. Oh yeah, because yeah, I think mm. I find it to be traveling is so important, and also being able to connect to people and speak their native tongue, I think, is a really respectful thing to do, and and mm. that's how you can like the art and the culture to be able to to know the language to experience the culture is a really exciting thing. Anything that kind of connects you to others that are different and have different perspectives on life, that to me is is something that I really wish I could do. Mm. I wish I could just be this genius who could speak like 15 languages. Do you play a musical instrument? I play the ukulele a little bit, yeah. Mm, that's fun. Did you teach yourself? <laughs> Do you take lessons or? Uh, I took, I used to take lessons. Um, most of it's just, you know, learning the chords and I took lessons and they taught me certain strum pat strumming patterns and, and things like that. But it was mostly, I don't have a lot of time for it now. When I did it before it was, it was when I was traveling by myself, making movies. I would be in a hotel room, you know, because a ukulele you could pack in a suitcase. Yeah. So if I was jet lagged, I would just be playing it. That's fun. Um, you know, I tried to learn and I think learning anything as an adult is so different. Yeah. I decided that it's because as a kid, you're surrounded by people failing and having to start over. And as an mm. adult, the experience of being bad at something and failing becomes unfamiliar because you sort of do the things you're good at. And yeah. it's really sad because it makes your world get narrower. Mm -hmm. It's so mentally challenging to sit there and be bad at something. Over I agree. And over. <laughs> it's so... Plus, you have to cut your nails and, you know. I know. That's the thing. I haven't played in a while, so I need to... <laughs> And the when, my, when my nails are shorter, I'll start playing again. It hurts the fingertips, but, you know, yeah. we can deal with a little pain. Um, so. <laughs> what about your dream dinner companion, either living or dead? Listen, I Malala came to my play recently, and, and she's a pretty great dinner companion, I imagine. Wow. Um, Did you meet her on the play? We met her when she came to the play, yeah, and we exchanged phone numbers, and I'm going to text when you know, when I'm in 
her her city. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a dinner I'm looking forward to having. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and what about your desert island films or TV shows? Ones that I want to bring on a desert island? Yeah, so usually I, I kind of define that as things that you never get sick of because you're going to be watching it a lot. <laughs> mm. Well, something with a lot of seasons, so I would say The Office probably. Uh-huh. Um, and it has to be uplifting. You don't want to watch anything too sad because if you're on a deserted island – I mean, I don't know how you're getting electricity, but... Um, We're just going to pretend there's an yeah, in electricity. Exactly. Um, oh, I would also watch Survivor. I'd bring that with me to help me survive okay. on the desert island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for all the tips, how to make fire and all that stuff. No one's ever said that before. That's a good one. <laughs> um, what is, if you have one, your motto? Be kind. Hmm. Good. Simple. Yeah. Nice. What about your current hero, if you have one? My kids, probably. Hmm. Yeah. It's really sweet as they're watching them navigate the world and um, how open and loving they are and yeah, their curiosity. It's really, it's like such a reminder of like, yeah, it's pretty great what we get to do, you know, day each day waking up is how wonderful. This is exciting. And last one, when and where are you at your happiest? Um, I We have a home in the country, like a little cottage, and I'm definitely happiest there. It's right in the middle of nature. You wake, I, you know, there, you wake up when the sun rises, you go to sleep when the sun sets, you hear the birds, it just feels so peaceful to be there. I'm very, very happy there. Are you a gardener? When I have time, I mm. love it. Um, I'm also afraid of ticks. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's something I have that. to worry about on the East Coast. I got bitten by a tick in England, which I just wasn't expecting mm. at all. <laughs> yeah. And got that sort of, you know, the red circle. That's the line oh thing. Yeah. But if you take... Um, I forget the name of it, the antibiotic. If you take it right away, you don't get the Lyme disease. Oh, that's so lucky. So if you have to look for the red ring. Okay. No. Oh, I didn't know that the, there was a red ring as a, a precursor. That's you really don't lucky. always get it, but if you see it, mm. immediately you got to get the meds. But okay. Yeah. So amazing. Tick tails. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Here to answer the 20 questions on deadline. And I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. I will. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to 20 questions on deadline. For more episodes, subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.